0: Trigger warning, this episode will include drinking, excessive cursing, and seriously excessive lusting over Stephen Yoon. If that's not your thing, you can skip ahead to next week or listen to an old episode. But if you're still on board, let's get this show started.
1: Greetings on this haunted history hump day. I hope all of you have enjoyed last week's episode. This week we will continue our discussion of queer representation in horror films with another three films that I hope will terrify and tantalize you. But be well. let's get this scary show on the road, shall we?
0: Maybe we should move along to our next film. What should we talk about next? I think we should go into more positive territories because these are slightly more negative. Okay. And so we'll progress. I feel you. To, let's go all the way back. Dracula's Dracula's Daughter. Daughter. Very Uh, good. I love this film. Listen, I have been, I can't tell you how many times, I've been Dracula for Halloween. (laughs) So many Dracula was one of my heroes when I was a wee laddie. But let's be real, Dracula's daughter is so much better film. It is. Even even with the things where I'm gonna call it out and be like, this is some bullshit. It needs to be redone. It really does.
2: It needs to be back in Hollywood because. Which this... get with
0: me if you if uh, Hollywood wants a script, because I've got some ideas. Anyway, um He does. He does. But it is it it it's so good. Um Gloria Holden plays the titular character, Dracula's daughter, or countess, Marga uh, Zaleska. Zaleska, yeah. She is absolutely stunning. She is very stunning. Statuesque.
2: Fabulous. She steals the camera every time it it goes to her. I mean, she
0: really does. Bela Lugosi is is a pile of dog shit in comparison to her. (laughs) Pile of dog shit. She is fabulous. I don't... I, I respect
2: old black and white movies. I really mm-hmm. do, and I remember you telling me about this film many times that we've hung out. But BT
0: Dubs, we've we've known each other for years, so we have.
2: But when I when you when you when we finally watched together, and I saw this, and how she just walks on the stage, her beauty, her elegance, her um, her body—it's—it's. It's, she is the daughter of Dracula. She really is. And she... Uh, she's noble. You can see yeah, Bella...
0: Yeah, Bella uh, I, you Bela can, Lugosi, like his, thank sort you. Of, yeah. his sort of stature. She's got it. Yes. She's it's got it.
2: Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Julian. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. She definitely has it. And you don't miss him at all in this sequel. You no. really don't. And I never even knew this sequel exist, uh, existed.
0: They have a third, by the way. I didn't, I didn't even yeah. know that. You don't have to watch it. Okay, I'm not um, seen anything. it's, okay, it's okay. Dracula's Son in Louisiana. There's a lot going on. Um, okay, but this this one's brilliant because of the lesbianic yes. sort of overtones. Yes, I don't know if lesbianic is a word, but I've coined it, TM. <laughs> um, so this movie came out. So the original Dracula movie with Bela Lugosi came out in 1931. This one came out in 36, but it is. When I say it's a direct sequel, I mean direct motherfucking sequel. Oh yes. The scene at the end of 1931's Dracula where Van Helsing's staking the vampire in the heart is literally followed up in in the film like you see him getting up from having hammered this wooden stake into Dracula's heart mm-hmm. and there's a relatively passable wax dummy in the (laughs) gasket because they were not going to pay Bela Lugosi to lay there and sit still for like five minutes. Right. Um, But yeah, he's literally getting up. They find the body of Ranfield. He's been thrown down a flight of stairs by Bela Lugosi earlier. Um, Yeah. Anyway, like it, it literally follows up. Um, and I believe
2: it was the same actor who played um, Van Helsing, yeah, Helsing uh, was in this movie as well, uh,
0: Edward Von Sloan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which he actually played Van Helsing in the stage play that Bela Lugosi was in. Oh. When so Bela Lugosi got the part for Dracula by like harassing the Universal Studios sort of people because they were That's trying to one get, way of doing. Yeah, it. they were trying to get some other people to play the vampire character. But he was like, hey, I've done this before. Hey, I've done this before. Hey, I'm from Romania. Um, and eventually yeah. he was able, I don't know, maybe he threatened them. <laughs> but he was able to sit there and convince them. And, you know, and that's history. Like, you know, we to this day have this idea that Dracula looks and talks and walks a certain way and that's all Bela Lugosi. It's all him.
1: That's mm-hmm.
0: all him. But Gloria Holden, who I would, for horror film horror people mm-hmm. out there she's the grandmother yes of a certain person who appeared in the walking dead yes
2: i believe it's is it andrea yes andrea's character i think she was season one and two season one two and three, three? i believe okay. i haven't seen anything past two they killed off my favorite character mm. and i just when they kill off glenn i was over it Yes, yes. Glenn was
0: another one of my favorites. I think mine was Dale. I still have a crush on Glenn in real life. By the way, if you're a listener, <laughs> um, send me an email to historymostqueer@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Anyway. Do um, it. Do it, Glenn. Mm, mm, you yeah. won't be sorry. You will not. <laughs> but, um, so, Gloria Holden, she is absolutely fabulous. In this She's movie. stunning. She's quiet. So, yeah. She's understated. Masterful yeah understated Mm -hmm. yes Um, so she's a vampire so the movie opens up again Van Helsing he staked Dracula and the cops show up and they're pretty bumbling yeah um they're like oh you killed this random guy and put him in a coffin I found him in the coffin but anyway um (laughs) they arrest Van Helsing and they're like this motherfucker killed this random guy and this escapee from a lunatic asylum And the body of both of these men that are now dead are moved to some local police station, and the cops are guarding it. Well, this woman, this strange woman in this shroud, this like hijab or whatever that she's wearing, shows up and she hypnotizes the guard and takes the body of one of them, specifically Count Dracula. And then there is a scene where she's burning the corpse of Count Dracula, and she says these statements. It's like she's trying to exorcise
1: mm-hmm. the
0: the spirit of Dracula, and you get the impression and it's pretty heavy handed when she's when she's saying it that she's trying to cure her own vampirism.
2: Yes, yes. yes. And I believe she also in the movie. She stresses that she wants to see a doctor, psyche, psychiatric...
0: Yeah, because there's a psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a psychiatrist. Psy- yeah, like, psychiatrist. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, psychiatrist
2: is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And... Too much wine, I guess. I gotta drink more. <laughs> she even says in the, in the movie, can psychiatric uh, save me?
0: Like hypnosis or whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes,
2: like some kind of modern medicine mm-hmm. that can cure her from this and... I find that very interesting.
0: Well, and it, it, it honestly, it's in line with the vamp- with the Dracula novel from mm-hmm. uh, eighteen ninety seven. So in that book, you have a lot of very modern, like t- like cutting edge technology. Yes, the typewriter, um, the phonograph, like all of these different sort of things are present in the novel. So it makes total sense that this film would include stuff like hypnotism mm-hmm. and what we would probably now call cognitive behavioral therapy, things like that would be treatments that this vampire would seek out because she doesn't want to be a vampire. Yeah, There's this brilliant scene, and this is why we include her in the sort of queer canon of films. There's this scene where this woman, who is allegedly British, but her accent betrays her Georgian roots, (laughs) and by Georgia, I mean not Europe, Um, she's brought in by her creepy, like the vampire's creepy ass attendant.
2: Every scene he's in, he's just grabbing people and like, I didn't mean to scare you, but I need you to come with me.
0: That's do you mean the vampires, bats, flapping wings, my mistress? <laughs> yeah, he's very like... Yeah, he's he's too creepy. Um, but anyway... She's, she's a terrible this, shot. Terrible she's shocking. basically a female fami- He's basically a familiar to Countess Zaleska. Yes. But she's a painter. Like... Um, and that's one thing that I find interesting is she was creative. Dracula was not. Mm-hmm. He just sort of was there. He didn't do shit. She like... Paints. She goes out, hangs out with people in groups. Yes. You know, she really, as a character, as like a sort of villain to the story, she's very sympathetic.
1: You know, I I love
0: her. I want her to like. I want her to find. You root for her. You really do. Spoiler: She does not find a cure. But, needless to say, uh, she's got this creepy ass dude. Uh, who kind of helps her out and he finds this woman to sort of act as a, a model mm-hmm. to paint and this woman comes to her studio and She goes to paint her and then the, you know the, the conversation leads to It's it's there's there's some definite homoerotic vibes. Yes. Yes um, They had the studio had to include some footage that was made after the film was was put out or was originally cut To sort of show that, in fact, this woman was attacked via vampiric methods. Not sexual methods. Yeah,
2: yeah, because... God forbid two women should have sex. mm, But back in the 30s... Not not with other women. Mm, Of course. mm, Back in the 30s, that was a very (laughs) taboo thing. So right when this film was done, like you said, Julian, when this film was finished, um, the... uh, is it censorship? The uh, yeah,
0: the Hays Code. The Hays that, Code. That was already in effect. Yes, the yeah. Hays
2: Code basically had made them uh, film shoot a scene for the film after the film was under wraps. So you see the the very next scene is with the scene that they had to shoot after the film was finished. And basically it's them taking the, the woman's body. Well, she's still alive almost kind of.
0: Yeah, she's very much on the edge of she's death. She's on the edge yeah. of death. Yeah,
2: and they make it clear that she was attacked by vam- the vampire. Yes, yeah, and not anything else, which yeah. I think was they went out of their way to just,
0: which was on purpose. Yeah, they had to cover sit there and a little make bit. It, yeah, they had to sit yeah. there and make the haze code like happy.
2: I mean, just let it happen. I mean, just you know, have fun with it. But of course, back in the there day, there's nothing
0: can't wrong that. with a woman who eats pussy. I'm just saying, nothing wrong at all. <laughs> <laughs> so. How, how Kanna Celestka, oh. you're doing fabulous. I thought, I thought. Kyle is worried. Thank he's you. worried. He's like, oh, I'm nervous. That this is going to be terrible. If you think that he's terrible, send an email
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to read that at
0: gmail.com. If you think he's fabulous, do the same. <laughs> if, you, if you think I'm terrible give me a five star rating on Apple <laughs> or Spotify and then send me an e email. <laughs> He takes PayPal. He takes. <laughs> oh God, I should find a way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, Dracula's daughter. It's, you know, for a movie being as old as it is, I think that it is, there is a humanity to it that it, it's palpable. Yeah. I will say this. The quote unquote hero of the story is a dick. I don't like the I don't like at him. All. At all. He's
2: always he's always talking down to his assistant. And whom, she's fabulous. Oh, she is ahead of her time as mo- as but, all women are. Facts.
0: And he talks down to her all the time and he He ends- can't even tie his tie and she's like I've got this. I can tie your tie and take dictation and do this and call this and drive this car and do this and do that. What does he do? Not a goddamn Not thing. Not a goddamn thing. Mm.
2: Of course, he saves her at the end, but still, it's mm. really Barely. She. It's really Barely. she that saves him. <laughs> but the fact that he actually has feelings for her, but he talks down to her like she's nothing. I, I hate that... She needs to find a better man. Horror movie trope of how a man treats a woman... You know, it's slap slap. You're hysterical. Calm down. There's no boogeyman outside. Of course, there's a boogeyman outside. Of course, in they don't my, ever yeah. listen to the it, women. in
0: my head. Canon, Dracula's daughter and her. Are like, you know what? Fuck these men. Oh yes. And they just sort of live their eternal lives together. I would be happy with that.
2: Without men. Dracula's daughter was a very, <laughs> very forerunner of, I believe power to the women yeah, and it, power to the women in a men's. lot of ways
0: like the women were just so strong in the yes. spell and the men were just so lacking oh my gosh yes. all of the men even well, ben helsing was like well i need to hire an attorney i
2: was going to say ben helsing yeah. was pretty good but you're right he didn't really do a whole lot instead it, of he hiring an
0: attorney hires yeah, a psychiatrist he's shit you're yeah yeah
2: Granted, the cops had him though. They were trying to make him do a big trial. But the cops and were terrible too. The cops were terrible. They didn't know what the hell they. were Not that anything has changed. <laughs> Listen, I love <laughs> I love horror films, mm. and I am so, I'm still happy that I watched the Dracula Dracula's Daughter. It was a very yeah. it was a very different kind of film. It was a sequel that I did not see coming that mm. I
0: actually enjoyed, and I'm better for it. Yeah, because a lot of times the sequels are just crap. They're crap. But this sequel was fabulous. Now, that being said, let's go back to Bela Lugosi for a second. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with queer history, but quite frankly, you all should know it. As listeners to History Most Queer. When the original Dracula in 1931 was made, there was a Spanish language version that was filmed (laughs) around the same time using all of the sets and everything else that is the superior film the the acting the yes everything about it is superior oh my god it's fabulous the special effects the guy who plays dracula he just does it better it's so good if you can see the spanish language version oh my gosh do it it's so it is so good maybe we should watch that next so yes i think (laughs) i've got it on dvd okay all right but We should probably move to our next film. Our next film, which we can't remember if we've talked about. (laughs) Because wine. Oh, look, there's more wine in the bottle. Oh, there is more wine in the bottle. We we need to empty the wine bottle because it'll get... That is an extremely generous pour. I gotta drive, Lou. Kyle, for fuck's... I've gotta drive in the next week. (laughs) All right. Mm. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge Freddy's Revenge A.K.A. The Gay One (laughs) The Gay (laughs) This is absolutely One of my favorite films Period It's fun It's so
2: fun All the rest of them are kind of like Serious, I'm gonna kill you But this one is more It's ridiculous It's ridiculous
0: It's camp Not campy Camp Yes, I. Right. Agree. I agree. So here's the thing: the studio execs at New Line Cinema they they did the first one, and they're like, "Oh shit, we spent the three dollars and sixty five cents on this movie, and it made fourteen million dollars or whatever. Let's do a sequel." Mm-hmm. And the people who made the first one were like, "No, it's a standalone film. Yes, there should only be one." Freddy Krueger movie. Well, clearly, history has shown us that that was uh, not right.
2: Uh, <laughs> not to be.
0: Yeah. And so the studio's like, no, you're. we need a sequel. And the people were like, that had made the first one were like, well, this is some bullshit. Let's make something so uncomfortable for them. That they will never have a part three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or twelve. <laughs> And so they made Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Instead of the usual scream queen, they did, they did have a scream queen. Oh, yes. But he was not exactly Nancy. Not exactly. No, 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 no. His name was Mark, well, the actor, Mark Patton, played mm-hmm. Jess, Jess Walsh. Mm-hmm. Ostensibly was supposed to be a heterosexual male teenager but there are scenes there are there There are scenes there's moments there's moments of him dancing in his bedroom while cleaning that are just borderline (laughs) i don't want to say x-rated no it's not it's like red shoe diaries level (laughs) which i feel like that's a reference that that also tells my age that i i'm gonna edit this out later um, uh, but yeah, like it's, it's not quite it, but yeah. Let me
2: say this. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a female character in a horror film that's been as patient and understanding as the female character in oh my gosh. this film to her right? boy that she likes.
0: The sort of girl interest who's like, like dollar store. Like, what is she? She's like, cause she looked an awful lot like. And my mind is blanking. Um, yeah, um, it'll come to me later. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll include it in like a in a bit that's not going to sound like me anyway. <laughs> but she uh, at the moment. But yeah, he's he's got this love interest mm, question mark that yeah. is really trying too hard, way hard, to get his attention while he is paying way too much attention to his. Best friends slash male bully slash I've got a leather bedspread. Oh my gosh. It's leather. It's leather. It's I mean.
2: Leather. I mean <laughs> it's the 80s though too. I mean, you know. Nobody had
0: leather bedspreads in the 80s. Anyway, it's. <laughs> and all the posters on his on his wall are of like these queer singers. I'm like, come, oh my come goodness. the fuck on now.
2: I've only seen it once with you, and <laughs> the last time I saw that, before that, I think was like... It changed your world. I don't even remember it, because I was probably so young, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so, I remember the first film, but gr- growing up, I don't remember Freddy, I remember Jason.
0: So, mm-hmm. I watched... Do you more the, U-M- the sort of... I yeah. was
2: the Friday the 13th kid, I mm-hmm. wasn't really... Uh, oh, I loved Freddie. Freddy. Freddy. Kid. it's
0: the Christmas it's his Christmas striped shirts you know what I mean yeah yeah
2: yeah so it's number sort of, it two for me the first time I watched it was with you so number two was definitely a more of an enjoyable let's laugh and enjoy this film instead of like fear <laughs> yeah. Freddy Freddy like saves the day to be honest
0: with you I feel film. like he, he, he when he it like, comes out you're like oh thank god thank you so much for coming he's the most heterosexual aspect of this film like there's this whole scene <laughs> where the ostensibly straight man character, who is male, is alone with this woman, girl, teenager, whatever they're they're both in high school mm-hmm. um and like this weird demon tongue comes out and like licks between her breasts, and then he's like, "No, <laughs> what?" what
2: and she's all like well it's about goddamn time I mean, she's like finally i've been
0: hounding your ass i know i know uh He's... it freddy krueger had to sit there and like get his tongue out because this guy was like no i can't even I miss let me my, go visit my boyfriend my boyfriend's boyfriend. got a leather right. brown. <laughs> And he ends up killing the guy. Well, not really him. The guy but... does die. Spoiler yeah, unfortunately. Spoiler. I mean, the movie only came out 40 years ago. But, um... but you have to admit, that <laughs> friendship was kind of like... It was weird.
2: It was weird. It wasn't like, oh, you're my buddy. It's okay. It's cool. It was more no, like the, they were kind of like, like checking yeah. each other out in scenes. Like, they were just like... It was weird. There was yeah. a lot going on. There was a lot going on which I think was on purpose more for this film.
0: Yeah. They're trying to ruin the franchise. They're trying to, ruin they, they're trying to make sure it's not a franchise. Yeah.
2: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: Franchises. <laughs> no, no, <I> mean, <laughs> The
2: way this film is made, it's made to make it make fun of the uh, the the gay intuitions of um the two yeah, Mill.
0: Any male character really in that film. Um, but I still think I still think it's kinda positive. Because <laughs> okay, so our main character. I if I burped, I'm gonna edit that out. It's okay. I did make dinner. You to be fair, I cook dinner. I cooked dinner.
2: Yeah. He, he cooked dinner. It was it was amazing. He I cook everything he makes really is mm. wonderful. Very cultural. It's made with love. Made with love. A little bit of
0: bitterness. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so that's the Oklahoma, and you just gotta get that out. You just gotta get out of Oklahoma. To be fair, we do have spices in this state. You have to go to places. You have to go off the beaten path, but you can find them. Yeah. Anyway, definitely. So there's a scene where our main character, again. Who is now in real life? He is played by a, a, a gay man. He, he did end up coming oh, that's out later. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And it, there is a documentary online. I watched I was, it with oh, you. Yeah, it's brilliant. We watched yeah, yeah. yeah it
2: explained everything, yeah. and that's what makes so much sense with that. He's
0: thing. my favorite scream screen queen because he's like a legit screen queen. Let's be real. He is. Um, but there's the scene where they go where he goes to a gay bar barefoot in the rain or some shit i don't oh, was he know. barefoot he was like in pajamas or something it was wild like he goes to this gay bar that's like a leather bar slash there's a lot going on clearly the writers trying to
2: remember the scene i think before he was at the house and he was freaked out yeah. by of course freddie or whatever was and... it the
0: scene after like the pigeon like exploded or some shit there was some weird like bird scene
2: i think so yeah okay it's coming back to me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was
0: a scene that didn't need to be in the movie because it didn't add to the plot, but yeah. it was just there. Anyway, <clears throat> so he's at the gay bar. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, clearly, like, gender non-conforming people there. There's lesbians. There's gay guys. And he sees his gym teacher. Oh, that's right. That was who he saw. Who's yes. in, like, the worst leather daddy year I've ever seen. Like, he could have done better. Mm-hmm. But he really could have with his haircut, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging too much. I'm not being that kind of gay. But let's be real. Um, They end up going back to the high school, and the gym teacher, again, whilst wearing his leather daddy gear, forces our main character, at like 2 in the morning, to like take a shower? That's right. It's it's weird. Nice little shower. Because that's what you do to a 16-year-old that you find at 2 in the morning at a gay bar.
2: (sighs) I think he was trying to teach him a lesson for being at that environment. There's a
0: lot going on with this movie. There's a lot going on.
2: But clearly it's ensuated that the coach wanted to do other things I mean,
0: yeah. But, Freddy Krueger in a moment where we're like, rooting for him, (laughs) uh, decides to kill the pedophile dude and uh, whips the gym teacher in the shower room While the gym teacher is naked Mm -hmm. with towels, (laughs) Freddy Krueger, okay, like, listen, like, you cannot see my face, but Freddy (laughs) Krueger has a glove with knives. (laughs) He could murder the guy, like, so fast, but he's like, I'm going to whip him repeatedly bare-ass naked in a shower, in a locker room, like a good heterosexual would. Yeah. Think about that as long as you would like. The undertones. The undertones. Undertones? I feel like this shit is overtones. <laughs> there, is nothing, there is nothing subliminal right, in any okay.
2: of this. I, I take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Way overtones. But you
0: know what I'm trying to say. That being said... Best queer mo- queer horror movie ever, as far as I'm concerned, because it's just so it it does not fit with like the rest of the Nightmare on Elm Street sort of universe. They made a point for it not to fit. Yeah, because Freddy Krueger and... in, comes into like the real world. Yes, in like a scene. Yeah, he kills a the bunch of teenagers party. that are clearly thirty five. <laughs> um, clearly, at this pool party. He's uh, so
2: embarrassed of the, the one kid that he chose to terrorize. And the kid is like, yeah. just,
0: no, I don't <laughs> want to lick her brows. Uh,
2: and Freddy's like, I got to get the hell out of here. I got to get like, I got to kill a few people just so to feel normal. Good. So
0: much going on with this movie. <laughs> I want to watch it. Let's watch it again. Let's, let's watch it again. After we film this movie. After we film this. movie, um, It's so damn funny. Um... <laughs> I swear, it's listed as a horror film on all of the various streaming services you can find it on. But it is the funniest shit I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> it is. It's It's a very different horror but, film.
0: But I feel like it's a little more positive in sort of its queerest representation because... Oh yeah, definitely. The, the queer uh, screen queen kind of wins at the end, but then it kind of maybe dies at the end and we just never pick that up. Because like, then, then, the story eventually the dream, goes back to man's. The nightmare yeah. flashbacks, yeah.
2: like yeah, like I. That's
0: he, he gets the girl. <laughs> he gets the girl. No, they mm. walk away.
2: They, yeah. they they do their thing, yeah. and then and then it goes into like dreamscape mode. So I think he gets away with it. I think he's fine. But um,
0: isn't dreamscape a, a video game platform? Or have I had too much to drink? I think it might be. I don't I don't I think it is. Um, <laughs> for comments, complaints, yes. and questions, uh, <laughs> <laughs> History, most queer, Gmail.com. All right, so I feel like we should move on to our next film. And so for our last film that we're going to do for the year of 2023, it's... Let the Right One In. Let
2: the Right,
0: right, One, right In. One In. I... Fucking love this movie.
2: I recently watched that movie again and I it was it was so good. Oh, so good. I had to watch Let Me In, which is also one of my favorite films.
0: I don't like it as much. You Ma- know, like maybe, maybe it's because I like to read subtitles. I love
2: the actress and I love the director who I, did, I, I do who like did it, Let yeah. Me In. Um it's Let well, let me get back to let the right one in. It's <laughs> it's 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 a Swedish Film, and it's it's based upon the the Swedish novel, and mm. um, basically it's a fresh take on the vampire genre, uh, the vampire story, and it's more of a coming of age love story between ish. ish, which
0: is weird because coming of age, which we'll get to in a minute, is weird when you've been a teenager for so long. Yes, I just I, got a message on my computer and it made noise (laughs) i just got a message on my computer and it made noise all right so let the right one in let the right one in the cinematography in that film is so
2: it's stunning it's capturisk it's it makes you (laughs) that's not a word i know (laughs) i'm i'm (laughs) listeners i am so sorry i've i've made up a few words i have made up a new word capturisk but it makes you. Want, it's amazing. It makes you want yeah. to see every scene. I had to literally like because of my ADHD and my ADD. I just basically whenever I watch a film, I get on my phone and I'm doing my thing and I kind of have it on background noise. But I had to fast forward, um, a, fa- a fast re- rewind. Rewind. Yeah. Sorry. Rewind.
0: There It's hard when you've had a wine. Many scenes. Is that be- empty? That wine bottle. It's empty. Jesus Christ. Okay. I, I had to. Re- it says more about us than about anything else.
2: I watched it recently, and I had to rewind certain scenes because you don't want to miss a single
0: shot. No, it's such a brilliant film. It's brilliant. brilliant. It's brilliant. Yes. So it came out in in 2008, and the sort of premise of it is you've got this this young boy who is not a vampire, because we mentioned that it's a vampire flick. Oscar. Oscar. Yes. And he ends up meeting this... Or at least what he believes to be a girl. And she's hanging out on like there's like this playground equipment that's outside of their apartment complex. I wanna both... say is
2: a jungle gym? Is yeah, it it's one like of this those... little jungle gym. Yeah, thing. yeah.
0: Yeah. But she's out there like I think she's barefoot, like wearing nothing but like t shirts and pants. She like she's is not barefoot. she's not exactly wearing a jacket. Like it's Sweden she's, in the winter. She's barefoot most <laughs> yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, And he's like, hey, where's your, uh you know, normal clothes for this time of year? And she's like, I don't know, I'm cool. Yeah. But they kind of develop this unusual friendship. And according to Oscar, like, she's living with her dad mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But her dad turns out to be her familiar because she's it's a vampire. Familiar. Spoiler alert. Yes. Um... If you have not watched this movie, pause this podcast now, or rather, like a minute ago, and go watch it, and then come back to us, have a glass of wine, and we'll keep going. I suggest you watch the Swedish version first, and then watch... These are facts.
2: I am a fan of both versions, so I'm a little
0: biased, but I definitely... I'm biased, because I'm a fan of the Swedish... Like, I'm super biased, because I'm like to hell with English language. <laughs> Go Sweden. I I
2: read the novel a long time ago. I've only read it once. I I will reread it eventually. Um, but
0: I forgot how to read.
2: The story is so captivating. It is brilliant. Yeah. It's I think it will stand the test of time as one of the best vampire horror films. Yes. A- like in like we, my we've opinion. got
0: Dracula. Vampire stories. It's been stories. around for so long, but honestly, this one it's it's refreshing.
2: You are seeing two children who are yeah. heavily bullied. Oscar is very heavily bullied, mm-hmm. and that shapes his identity. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. And he's the
0: human being in the story, he's right? He's the human yeah. being of
2: the story. Mm-hmm. You have Eli. Um, who Ellie, is, Eli. Uh, sorry. Yeah.
0: Ellie, is Eli. It Ellie. Yeah, it I'm gets so weird because I'm not sure what her, 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 her original name would be. Yeah, there's a lot going E-L-I on.
2: E-L-I is what I have. So I, yeah. I want to say Eli, but Ellie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. In, in the movie, it's Ellie. Yeah. Um, but basically, basically, uh, she features a broad representation of being a young female character who is, in fact, an androgynous boy.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Adopted yeah. the role... Um, Throughout the film, you realize because she's a twelve-year-old kid, she has to do certain things in order to get her food, and she's adopted this role as a damsel in distress because, um, well, lots of people will tend to help children and any kind especially of especially young, really, young women, especially yeah, young yeah, yeah, women. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. So, in order for her to survive, she must act like a victim. Um, but mm-hmm. in the film and in the in the novel, and the novel definitely explains this a little bit better. But um, Ellie was a boy, but castrated.
0: Yeah, she, I think she was a castrati, wasn't she? Like she was one of those singers. I think yep. so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, you're right. And um, I believe if with so. if, 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 if all of you are familiar with other horror sort of authors, Anne Rice <clears throat> mm. wrote a book about the castrati. Um, now, granted, it's not a horror film or a horror a book. I'm sorry. Again, I'm drinking wine. <laughs> um, but uh, she did write this uh, book about uh, Castrati, and it's wonderful. And you can actually find if you if you go on the interwebs, you can find uh, early recordings, and it's, and it's I think there's only one mm-hmm. in existence of the last living castrati. Because what they would do is they would castrate these young boys uh, before they hit puberty so that they would maintain this higher vocal range when they would sing. It's horrifying. That's terrible. This went on for centuries. Um, If any of you have ever listened, uh, uh, there's this video you can find on YouTube where they're singing this song and this boy pulls out a balloon... With helium in it, so that he can reach that high point? I remember you showing yeah. that video, and now that I think
2: about it, yeah, that was amazing. That's phenomenal. It's a by the way beautiful song. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely beautiful. You got to give them the information. Yeah, Julia. Maybe I
0: should I should include it in like the show notes. Yeah, do, it's, do oh, that. Do that. It's just it'll amazing.
2: change your life. Watch it. It's a very short video, but it's the most beautiful sound you've ever heard. Um, but uh, in the movie, in both movies and in the novel. Um, when Oscar, there's a couple of scenes in the movies and there's a couple of scenes in the book, I believe Oscar plays music for Ellie, you know, and, 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 and how she is liking this modern music, you know, and, um, I love those scenes.
0: That's why I think it's, it's obvious. She's like a strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be.
2: Yeah. Um, there's what my favorite scene in the, in Let Me In. I, I, I know we're talking about Let the Right One, and I apologize. I, I dive. There's a, a lot of bit. overlap. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap, <laughs> but basically, in Let Me In, there's a scene where Oscar and they already know. By the way, Oscar already knows that she is a vampire. She he is a vampire, and um, he is okay with that because he wants a friend. Because he's so bored, right. his he, life is just. He
0: has no friends. And his dad is like worthless. His dad is worthless. His mom is busy taking care of him because his dad is. Depressed because of the divorce.
2: And he's on his own. And he's heavily bullied. Even the teachers feel sorry for him. So basically, he has found friendship with this (laughs) a vampire. But it's a beautiful love story. And there's a scene where after he realizes, oh she needs blood to live. Like, it it registers with him. Yeah, he's
0: like your vampire.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's such a... You see these two children who are 12, you know, 11, 12... Seemingly 12 at the same time, I should say. And they grow up so damn fast before your eyes. You see Oscar's transformation as a boy who is bullied, who is afraid, and who is alone to... I'm going to be friends with this vampire because I'm going to choose to be I'm going friends to take with this care vampire. Of her. I'm going to take care of her. And uh, she's the only friend that I have. And there's a scene where he lets her... There's a scene where she has to bleed because I love how in the movie it talks about what happens when a vampire comes in
0: whenever it's not allowed to come in. Yeah, whenever yeah. Whenever it's not that, invited. There's that, 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 there's that mythology that you can't let a vampire... Like a vampire can't enter your house unless... They're invited exactly. This this film sort of takes that idea on and goes, why the hell not? What's ha- what really happens whenever <laughs> yeah. that happens? So she walks on in. She and it's walks up like in. bleeding
2: all over the place she, out of her body. She her body basically opens up these blood spores. Yeah, just and just blood just blood everywhere. And then of course Oscar stops it and says, you, "You're you, you're you welcome, can come welcome, in. You yeah. are welcome in." She takes a shower he plays a record while she's in the shower and in the American version, it's one of my favorite songs. It's, um, Oh, uh, Oh, I, isn't, isn't that funny? I can't remember. <laughs> um, it's, it's done by, um, Oh wow. Edit that out. Um, oh, I'll no, get that to that later, but this, this, this song is playing and this vamp, this centuries old vampire is taking a shower in this modern apartment and this boy is playing music for her and trying to, you know, relate to her, relate to this centuries-old vampire. And she comes out, and she has the towel wrapped around her, and it's such a vulnerable, beautiful moment between two kids who are just wow. learning each other, and, and, <laughs> in and Sweet- she's like, yeah. she, she likes the music. Um, in
0: the Swedish version, it's slightly different because he sort of peeks through, like, the doorway or something. In the Swedish version, yes. Yeah, in the Swedish version... He's like, hey, you're you're cold, you're wet, Uh, because she's recently sort of watched the death of her previous familiar. Yes. It's it's a long story, but he pours acid on his face. Anyway, watch the film. Yes. But um, she's now alone in the world, and she's alone as like a 12-year-old girl, so she has to sit there and find somebody else to help her out. And this sort of paints a picture for what she's had to do across the centuries. Mm-hmm. Slash centuries. can't imagine how long yeah. she's been alone. Who knows? Yeah. And so she's in this kid's apartment, Oscar, and he's like, hey, I've got one of my mom's dresses. Mom's at work, you know, mm-hmm. you can borrow. And he, he sort of peeks through the 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 door or whatever, because mm-hmm. he's a twelve-year-old boy who's horny as hell. Of course. And she's He that the 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 camera pans to her crotch and there's this scarring across what should be her genitals. Yes. Now in the in the book, it's it's more spelled out that this was a a boy who was castrated. Mm -hmm. Um. But in the book, I mean, you can kind of tell, like, no, nobody born with a vagina is going to have it look quite the way it's presented in film. Mm -hmm. So you do the math in your head as you're watching it. But this child sort of inhabits being a girl in order to survive.
2: Well, according to healthychildren.org, children typically express their gender identity um, in different ways, clothing, clothing hairstyle, what they want to be known as their preferred name, their social behavior, who they hang out with, um, the physical gestures, uh, social yeah. relationships. Um, the people they, they decide to imitate. Uh, Ellie is stuck in a 12-year-old's body. Um, and at that time of age, you're kind of... Genderless. You're figuring, you're trying yeah. to figure things out. So yeah. you are, you are in a way a little confused. I don't mm-hmm. want to say as in a, in a bad way, you're, it's a very good way of exploring. You're figuring your, yourself out. You are figuring yourself out. Yeah. But whenever you're stuck in that, that transition, you're basically kind of stuck in a confusion of identity and Ellie, a vampire castrated once a boy, but now has to assume the identity of a woman to better Help Exist. their chances of yeah. existing They have to take the identity of a woman and and, and and the identity of being confused
0: In a way I'm sorry Okay, so I'm finished uh, peeing Okay uh, <laughs> Let's keep it honest Like that's I had to pause it um, What were you talking about? Let the rest <gasps> one in um, it's, how, a, it's such a good
2: movie it, It's a very good movie I could There's so much to say about this film that is felt as much as it is
0: seen. And... There's a part of me that almost wants to say that the the, the queer representation is almost almost negative. Yes. Is the vampire um, a positive character or not? Like, because she... And I'm saying she just because of how she kind of presents, how the vampire presents... Is she manipulating Oscar to be her next familiar out of a almost uh, selfish desire to stay alive? It's her nature. Yeah. It's her nature.
2: I I don't know if it's a
0: selfish desire. It's hard to say.
2: But I would assume after centuries of... Learning to survive, um, I would have to say, she's. I, I'm, I'm, the the real tragedy of this story is Oscar becoming the next familiar. Mm-hmm. Now, I really, really would love to, to.
0: They should ha- make a sequel.
2: Have like <laughs> instead of Oscar having to take care of her her turning oscar and basically them both being vampires and both being able to
0: because she is a very clumsy predator like there's a few scenes where she has to sit there and get her get her meals herself and she just fucks it up she fucks it up yeah but it, it, it's her age i mean she she's a kid yeah it's she's, like she's perpetually that age. Yeah, she's an adult because but of not how, really
2: but not really exactly.
0: yeah there's a few scenes where like She's kind of doing her vampire thing, and then there's, like, these flashes, and you see this sort of elderly woman, almost, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then it flashes back, and it's her again. Mm-hmm. Um, br- that was brilliant cinematography. Oh, yes. You know, because it just, it's that sort of implication that this is not a 12-year-old. Yeah. This is someone who is significantly older. I love but this scene. It, But is she?
2: I love the scene yeah. whenever she in her mind she she ask, Oscar asks her um, how old she is and she says twelve more or less and, and, <laughs> yeah. and she asks him changing the subject she asks him how old are you and he says his age and then he says immediately what do you mean by more or less yeah he doesn't let it drop he he wants to know well it's and,
0: also like that scene where she's like would you be basically be friends with me. You think I'm a girl but but I'm not a girl. In her way. What does that mean? In her
2: way, yeah. she's as honest as she can be with him from yeah. the get-go. Yeah. I can't be your friend. Well, why not? That's just the way it is. Yeah. Okay. And of course, they're kids and they're lonely, so of course you're going to form a friendship over the story. But you know, I'm
0: I'm not a girl. What do you mean? I'm not a girl, I'm nothing. You know, what At are you At first doing? you're I'm like, nothing. "Oh, she is a vampire." No she's a boy. Or is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's so... It makes you
2: think. great Both ways. Both yeah, it's, ways. it's definitely squishy. Both ways. Yeah. And I, to answer your question, I, I'm i thinking maybe. I'm thinking maybe.
0: Like maybe she's manipulative? Or is she honest? I don't know. It's no, very no, hard no, 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 to no, say. No, no,
2: no, she's honest. But I think the outcome of this... Well, wait a minute. Then again, she tries to leave. She leaves, yeah, and then towards the end of the film, he gets bullied by the the bullies, and then she yeah, that's
0: right, she does come back to save him. So I so I don't think maybe she's not a bad guy. I
2: don't think she is manipulative as as I would like to think because she's not a whore. It's
0: definitely complicated.
2: She's not a villain as much as she is a survivor.
0: Yeah, and Mm
2: -hmm. I'm thinking of more of I need to survive. Yeah, and and she's smart. I mean, and those
0: bullies were dicks. Oh, those like bullies. not in a good kind of way. Like they were dicks. The, the, like who calls their like seventeen year old brother to beat up a twelve year old who you've been beating up? They were going to kill him in the
2: pool. I mean, they were just going to kill him in the pool. Now, um, the the real horror of both films is not the vampire.
0: That's the at goddamn all.
1: adults.
2: She. She it's it's the bullies. The bullies Whoa, the, the, bully, the bullying yeah. are the, the main yeah. uh, villains of this film. And she is a survivor and she befriends Oscar, and basically at the end of the film, Oscar and her
0: run away on a train run away on a yeah. train
2: together, which is a beautiful ending, but at the same time it's also unsure because is he going to be the next one? Or he is the next one. It's clear he's the next but Uh, i would like to think that oscar has he's he like he's gonna be a vampire later i think he's going to put his foot down he's the kind of character that he's not afraid to say what he wants he's
0: not afraid to make known what he's thinking well he's carrying around a knife all the time it's like i'm gonna fucking stab you because he's got this fantasy about murdering his bullies should be fair. His bullies are bastards. Because there's the
2: scene there's <laughs> there's the scene where he goes in, into her apartment and he sees an old picture of the familiar, the old yeah. man who's who's the familiar who's helping her in the film who dies later. He Spoiler. was a boy. There's <laughs> a lot of spoilers. He was a boy and she befriended him whenever he was a boy. Whenever he was a, a young kid. So he grew up to be his her familiar. Mm-hmm. And you it's implied that it's gonna to happen to Oscar as well, but I would like to think not. I would like to think that Oscar is a little bit more smart because Oscar saw the picture, he got scared by it and he left. She didn't want him to in the American version. In the American version, the scene is he sees the picture, he he recognizes the mole of the guy, because in the in the American version he has a mole under his eye and uh he he puts the the, the old
0: man familiar yes yeah no it's been a minute he puts two two and two
2: together and then he wants to leave the apartment immediately and she doesn't want him to leave because she knows he's afraid she knows what he's thinking because she's a very smart person she's a kid yeah
0: but she's centuries old well and i feel like the american version makes her explicitly female like explicitly You're right. a, a girl. You're yeah, right. like it does. You're yeah, right. it definitely doesn't like Sorry the to idea Sorry to deviate
2: from from the Yeah, books. there's a
0: lot about but, but I mean, the the reality is is like a lot of tales. And I have covered a few stories uh, that a character sort of inhabits different personas mm-hmm. depending on who's telling the story or when the story is being told. So for Americans, this story now has her as clearly a girl, because there's only two genders, because um, <laughs> America. Yeah. But the Swedish version is like, well, she appears female, but she was born ostensibly male. And we're leaving it at that. Yeah. And the, the, it, it's a question that is never answered, and then credits... So and that what, That's important I think that is important What I love about that yeah. is Is it really important Is it really important No I don't think it's important exactly, to the story Yeah exactly. But that's why Like it is important In that As we're discussing it When it regards Sort of queer representation Of film In that respect It is important But otherwise I think Not And I think that this film In a lot of Ways Spells It's it sort of spells out this sort of new way of looking at the gender as a, as, as gender broadly is not a binary. Yes. Yes. This is, this is not the issue. The issue is manipulation. The issue is immortality. The issue is bullying and things like that. It's, it's not this other stuff like sex, sexuality, gender, like that. That's not the issue. The issue of the story is this, other stuff that is actually consequential. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. If any of this makes sense, you can send an email to... <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't, you can also send an email to uh, a history at... Wait, what is my adverb? A History Most, most queer. queer. Jesus Mary and Joseph at Gmail dot com. The Jesus Mary and Joseph bit is not part of the email <laughs> address. You can also send a message to a History Most Queer <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Instagrams. Did we have anything else to say? There's, that was the last. Are we at, the, at our end? I think. I think we are at the end. How do you not have wine? I still do.
2: I drink it all. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
0: If you need to stay the night... I, I appreciate that. <laughs>
2: I have to get up really early. I gotta, I gotta go to class. All right, now, yes. Um,
0: well, so... Now I, I
2: want to watch another horror movie, to be honest with
0: you. I'm at this a, a a hour, it's... A 10.50, it's later than I thought it would be. It's okay. It's not too late. And it's true. All right, well, we're going to close out this uh, episode. I would like to thank my guest, Kyle Donovan, for... Coming in and adding his contribution to our horror, queer, Halloween month uh, thing. Thanks. Also, I would also like to thank the uh, petrol station where I bought this wine. <laughs> uh, Very important. Because, <laughs> let's be honest, uh, I don't even remember the brand. What's what's the brand? It's um, apothi- uh, Apothecary. Apothec, apothec Red. Apothec Red, if you would like to sponsor me. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm, I stuff. am advertising for free. <laughs> uh we've had we've had some wine. Anyway, um I look forward to seeing all of you again on the other side of Halloween. May all of you have a terrifying rest of your month of October. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: That concludes our talk of Tales of Terror. If you liked what you heard, rate us wherever you find your podcast. Come and visit the Instagram page and you will find images of the films that we have discussed today. And if you really were terrified, you can send us an email to thehistorymostqueer at gmail.com I hope that all of you Enjoy the remainder of your spooky season. Goodbye.